I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our brand new podcast series called Own the Feels. This is brought to you in partnership with Love Better, and Liv and I are doing our damnedest to help us all break up better. And this means owning whatever we're feeling and learning how to deal with it. So with the help of all of you and your stories and with Liv and with our wealth of breakup knowledge, we're bringing you a whole new podcast series. Liv, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like this is really important because it is something that we never got in high school in kind of early adulthood. And still, there's not really a space to go to to learn how to break up better. Yeah. And own everything that you're feeling during that really kind of tumultuous time. So that's sort of the vibe, is that we feel like when we were at school, we... Maybe we learned about health. Maybe we learned about sex education, whether it was good, whether it was not good, whatever. But we never learned about that interpersonal, like, how to deal with an actual break up you know it feels like your life's falling apart what am I supposed to do with all of these big emotions and that's why Liv and I are here yeah to try and sort of make sense of it and with you because you all sent us so honestly hundreds and hundreds of stories about your breakup I feel like breakups are something that until you go through it you don't realize how cataclysmic it is in your life and so people need a space to like get out their stories and, and, and like they wanted people, it. Yeah, which is amazing because we got such great material. <laughs> Honestly, you all have been going through it. And thank you, first of all, for letting us sort of learn from you and then turn it into what is hopefully a super interesting, super helpful, super entertaining at times podcast series. And And yeah, so this is for you. It's also kind of by you. We're going to be talking about things like ghosting and stalking and jealousy and and when when nothing's wrong, but it's just wrong. And just all those feelings that sometimes you can't put your finger on or sometimes you just don't know what to do with them. Um, But we thought before we got started, you already know Liv and I incredibly well if you're here from Culture Vulture, which you probably, most of you are. But we thought we'd talk about our breakup experiences just a little bit to... To, to, you know, to either show you that we know what we're talking about or to, sh- to show you that we needed this podcast as much as you did. Fuck yes. <laughs> so, Liv, give us, give us, you don't have to go too deep, but give us the lowdown on, on your breakup experiences. I have had one proper breakup when I was, I think, in my last year of high school, which seems super young and it seems super like, oh, high school relationship, like whatever, not a big deal. But to me, it was honestly the biggest thing I had been through up until that point. I was totally taken aback by how much it just shattered my sense of self and my self-worth and it made me question myself more than anything else in my life ever has. Like that breakup had 
a really profound effect it on did. me. And in your future relationships yes. as well. And, and how had, you get back, get yourself back. Absolutely. It had a real ripple effect on kind of my relationship with boys mm-hmm. and with sex and with everything that kind of came into yeah that whole time that I was just so confused as to why I had so many big emotions yes and and how long it went on for oh. because there was you know closure was really hard to find reconciling all these emotions was hard to do because we've never been taught it genuinely and I actually think that notion that something that happens to you when you're at high school or when you're a teenager or an early adult and, and that it's not as important as as a breakup that maybe happens when you're older, I actually it's think that is so backwards. Such bullshit. Mm. It is more important. You feel things ten times more. And for the first time. For the first time. So you just are totally ill-prepared. Yes. Like, I remember I went for a walk with a friend afterwards. I think it was a few days after the breakup. And I was really fucking upset and, like, I didn't know what to do with myself and I think I was, like, crying to her. And then she was like, look, we'll give you two weeks to, like, really get it out of your system, two weeks to grieve and then you can move on. It took me over a year to move on from that breakup. Like, yeah. a and solid year of, like, solid feeling of, it. of feeling it. Yeah. yeah. And I think – and as you'll probably come to know, because Liv and I will naturally have to be talking about our experiences, one of the best – parts the best parts of live breakup because spoiler alert I was there for it was the coming together of everyone the like flocking together of friendships and like we were lucky to have that and for people that don't have those close friends I hope that they can get something out of this podcast maybe oh absolutely it was the saving grace of the entire situation but also yeah brought our friend group a lot closer together in yeah. a strange way, in, in a very beautiful way. It was like I was the little injured bird in the corner and all of my friends flocked towards me to kind of help me through, which was the cutest thing ever. You know, people making food for you. Yeah. People, I think Belle actually wrote about it recently, um, that feeling of like your girlfriends coming together and like saving you yeah. from this total hurt and you go back to being a child but it's so so lovely and we were so lucky enough to have that but not everyone has that at all Mm. or not everyone utilizes that yeah and it can't fix everything because while it was great you had to do so much work to get back to get your life back and yourself back and your relationship with other people and sex and everything about you back so it was like that was not the be-all and end-all no. of getting over a breakup. No, and I think a lot of these stories show that as well. Absolutely. And so, Luce, your breakup experience, please. So my know. breakup experience, very different from Liv, is I have never, I don't think I've ever really felt romantic love. So I've always been the breaker-upper. And maybe some of you are in the same position um, and you've been the person that's been there to watch a lot of breakups and give advice because, like, you know, we're pretty emotionally intelligent. And so whether whether I've been through a breakup that's really hurt me or not, I've sort of watched and witnessed and been around enough that, I mean, maybe it's made me be like, fuck it, I'm, I'm never getting in one of these relationship yeah. things properly. Well, that's how you would feel. If you, I feel like you come at this kind of whole conversation from a very objective stance, which is actually quite nice to have because I think – when you are in the midst of a breakup or you can even remember being in the midst of a breakup and how like kind of the emotional turmoil of it and how you totally lose your head it's kind of nice like you're the friend that's there and being like 
this is what you should do. Like you're out of alignment with yourself right now. And I'm like, like only thinking about like you being selfish. Like I'm yeah. only, I feel like I'm always just like the person I'm with. I'm like, you put you first. Obviously, don't hurt this other person. Um, but you have to look after yourself first. Absolutely. And I mean, like, I've had other types of heartbreak. I've had, like, family heartbreak. I've had friendship heartbreak, you know. But romantic love is something that I feel mostly from the stories that I've been, like, sent from all of you and from watching it with my friends. So I feel like, yeah, Liv and I have a good, you know, a good starting point to learn about breakups with you all. Absolutely, which is what we've done throughout researching this. And obviously we're going to learn about through talking about it as well. So... We're, I don't know if the word's excited. I know, but ready. I think we're very ready to get into it. So we're kicking it off today with revenge and how it can show up in a breakup. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time going into the definition of revenge because you all know what revenge is. It's when you get back at someone in return for what feels like them having wronged you. You know, you're getting getting even. You're getting your own back. Um, And although it is understandable, like I think revenge can be one of the first gut reactions. Oh, absolutely. Revenge or jealousy, which is the next episode, actually, everyone. Um, Although it can be understandable, it is super harmful. It's a really, really big concept because it can can span from very, like, low-stakes revenge um, to, like, rebounds or trying to make your ex jealous to things like revenge porn, which are a lot more serious. And so... We do need to be careful to consider the line of what we're doing and how serious it is because some things require a bit more help and we do have um, in our show notes places to go and get that help. Um, But these are all things, the sort of variety of ways you can get revenge, I guess, or feel after getting revenge are things that will go into during the podcast. And it shows how it can snowball. You know, you can start off just like wanting to, I don't know, put your ex's toothbrush in the toilet. Yeah. And then suddenly you're, I mean, it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. But these are the same feelings that if you don't kind of own and get control of, then they they manifest and they become worse or they do harm to you or your ex, I guess. But first, just while we're validating you in, in the way that, of course, you felt revenge, or of course, you've you've wanted to seek revenge. It's very normal. I, I feel like, Liv, revenge has almost been the only way we have been, like, taught via pop culture or whatever, how, like, how to deal with a breakup. I'm thinking of, like, John Tucker Must Die and Kill Bill and there's that episode of Hannah Montana where she finds out Jake's cheating on her and she pretends to be Mrs. Claus and, like, it makes fun of him on yes. live television. Yes, yes, yes. Taylor Swift sung that song Better Than Revenge and she no longer sings it because she is better than revenge. Like, she doesn't sing that song anymore. But that's what we were listening to. Oh, my God. I watched John Tucker Must Die, I reckon, at least 20 times. No. <laughs> like, honestly. And that's when you're little. That's what you think a breakup should be. And, and you kind of think, well, they were fucking doing it. And, like, it worked out. Well, it didn't work out. But, like, but like, when did we get taught a healthy way to deal with a breakup? Fucking never. Here. No, here. Here. On this podcast right here. We also had... I, I think one thing when we were year eight, the song that like sticks in my mind the most is Love the Way You Lie. Oh my with, God. And I'm just like, just verging on it is yes. abuse. Yeah. And so I'm just like, no wonder, everyone, no wonder we all feel these things or felt these things or are trying to work on what to do when we feel these things because I actually can't think 
of a single example of pop culture or or something that we saw growing up that really taught us how to deal with these feelings. So it, it feels rational almost when, when you're like, oh, well, I might as well do something sort of petty to get back at my ex. Yeah, because that's what people do. It's what people do. And so honestly, if you do if you do have good examples, because maybe now I would love to know that the media is getting better or like the things we're consuming are getting better at teaching us how to deal with shit. So if there are examples of a, of a good breakup that you've seen, like I'm thinking Troy and Gabriella when they broke up in High School Musical 2, like I don't know if that was good. Honestly, yeah, yeah, I can't think of a single one either. So if you've ever felt like you wanted to get revenge on someone after you've broken up, it's it's very, very valid. I also think when it comes to wanting to seek revenge, it can be for reasons like you have given, you might feel like you've given this person so much of you and you've given them access to your deepest, darkest secrets. You've probably invested a bunch of time into them. You might feel like, you have helped them grow as a person so feel this type of like ownership over them which is also not a good way to feel and can lead into some some much more controlling behaviors so like no matter how cleanly it ends you always feel like something's been taken from you and you want to get it back you feel a bit betrayed and and you want to get emotions are at an all-time high. Like, I did not recognize myself when I was going through a breakup. Yeah. I was doing shit that I would have never done. Like, you, you go crazy. You lose your head. You absolutely lose your head. Like, you see a version of yourself that you just never, ever want to see. And that is normal. Like, don't shit on yourself yeah. for that happening because it's just... It's what just happens? one of the motions you need to go through and we will help you go through it and hopefully come out the other side and in, hopefully, in a good way. Yeah, give you some tools to kind of navigate that circumstance because it's probably going to happen. Yeah. We should also note here, it is not in everyone's blood to need to get even. So like things like your personality type or your past experiences, maybe your traumas and even the support system like we were talking about before that you have around you all do play a part in how you react in a breakup. So, you know, if you have all these people talking you out of doing something you might regret, like seeking revenge in some type of way, then you're not as likely to feel these feelings and seek it out or act on them. And I think that's valid for anything in a breakup. Yeah, People react, although it is quite a universal feeling and there are some things like the things that we talk to in these episodes that are quite common to come about – Everyone deals with this shit differently. Yeah, but I don't. Okay, I don't want to give people any ideas, but I did think it would be a good idea for us to hear a few stories of revenge in action. Yeah, maybe so we can get some real life situations, some real life situations, and hopefully see some remorse in these people. You know, yeah, but, and show that you know learn from their mistakes. Yes, it doesn't make you feel good. Nope. In the long run, so some people live. They might ghost. They might ghost to get back at their exes. God, this is like a two-in-one situation, I know. It? We do have a whole episode on ghosting coming up, don't you worry. Mm. But So stay tuned for that. Very but, valid for 2023. I know. So first, here's a story from our audience. My first real partner was when I was between the ages of 19 and 21. We broke up because I found out that they'd been cheating on me the entire time, so ruthlessly to the point that they'd sleep with someone else and then come home and sleep with me. <sighs> I found out because a friend told me and once one of these stories came out, I got about 10 messages on the days following from other people coming forward. I found out that one of these people was a friend of mine too. Obviously, 
my partner said they were so sorry and that they loved me so much and they wanted another chance. Here I found an opportunity. I met up with them and we talked. I gave them hope that we were getting back together, went on a couple of dates and I told them that we could finally make it official again. Then I never texted or called them back and I moved to Sydney. That's pretty fucking calculated. That like, is like revenge best served huge. Yeah, like best, best served huge and kind of best served cold a little yeah. bit. Like I, I feel like they kind of took their time and were like, okay, this has happened to me. I'm not going to react straight away, Yep, which is actually something that we tell you to yes. take time. But they continued with their plan for revenge, which is what we are kind of telling you not to do. Yes. Um, but that's like... Yeah, that's brutal. This is one that I feel like we really should note. This might have felt really good in the Mm. moment. This is that type of instant gratification that, and to be honest, they would have been able to justify quite easily in their heads that this was deserved. Yeah, they obviously had some wrongdoing to them. Yes. Like, there's no doubt about the fact that their partner- They were getting cheated on. Cheating on them 10 times, especially with one of their friends. Yeah. But I reckon, Liv, if this was me, Mm -hmm. I would look back on this and if I'm thinking about closure or being the bigger person or whatever, I would still probably feel bad for bringing this person back into my life and then just ghosting them and going to Sydney only because then I'd be worried that because they got no closure, they would just do this again because they'd get even more bitter. And this is what we call a revenge cycle, which we will get into a little later on because this often happens where people just keep fucking retaliating, keep going for it. And so this is probably not – this is not a good way to deal with your breakup. It might feel right in the moment. I'm sure it did to this person. But, yeah, revenge cycles, very real. So then we have a story about cheating as an act of revenge. My ex asked for a break and ended up sleeping with someone else. We got back together and I hadn't done the work to deal with my feelings properly, so I had this fear of it happening again. I ended up cheating on them and rationalising it to myself because it wasn't anything physical, only messages on the phone. They caught me and broke up with me. That was over two years ago and I can't open myself up to anyone because I'm terrified I'll do that again. They phone me every now and again because they struggle to speak to other people and every time that happens, I break again to think of how I took so much away from them. This is pretty self-aware. This is very, this is someone that got revenge in the moment by emotionally cheating on the person that cheated on them but regretted it. And is still regretting it to this day. And this is a circumstance where this revenge hurt this person a lot more than it hurt their ex in terms of the fact that they can't open up to anyone anymore. They've lost trust in themselves, which I think is quite a common thread when you act on these revengeful feelings because you're like, this isn't me. No, and it's not the person you want to be, but it's the person you were in that moment. Mm. And then you have this tangible thing to look back on and be like, fuck, I'm the sort of person that would do that. And I feel shit about myself for it. Yeah. And then we have just a lower stakes revenge story. So the person I was with at the time broke up with me in a sushi train restaurant. Iconic. They hadn't directly said that we'd broken up. They were just avoiding answering my questions, staying silent. And obviously silence speaks louder than words. I knew what they wanted. While I was moving out, I was feeling so many emotions and I left a few of our Polaroids around the place for them to find at random points after I left. So this is like, 
they were getting even in a Disney Channel way almost. Yeah, very much. This is like the very light side of the scale. Yeah. Which we do have to comment on can potentially, if you get used to liking the feelings of of getting revenge on someone in these really minimal ways, can grow into bigger and bigger ways. Soon you're putting a fish under someone's car seat so they yeah. can't find it and then you're getting revenge in a really horrible way down the track and feeling shit about yourself. So again, that cycle... If you get addicted to this feeling of getting revenge. That is the thing, because it may seem super like, whatever, who cares? Like, this isn't this a is big Polaroids, deal. This is yeah. Yeah, but it is. It is that, it's like a gateway drug yeah. to revenge. It is. Obviously, there are a million other ways that people seek revenge. Finding a rebound is one of the ones that have been proven to be quite common. There's the classic live, um, look how great I'm doing post-breakup selfie, mm-hmm. or like trying to make your ex jealous on social media make it extrinsically like. motivated extrinsically motivated <laughs> um social media post which yeah. we know isn't great for you we know that and then and then we obviously have the the really serious things that it can move into if you start getting addicted to this feeling of getting revenge like revenge porn which we will do a whole episode on um later down the line because it's a very big topic that we want to dive into but live we know that revenge can be harmful mm-hmm. we know this but I would love to know a little bit about why. Like, what is what? Why is revenge so bad? It just a lot of the time it's really bad because it just makes you feel worse. Yeah, it, it makes, makes you. It makes worse. you feel worse, no matter how it makes the person feel that you're, you know, putting your revenge onto. We're talking about you in this circumstance. Like, this whole podcast series is really focusing in on kind of your inner life. Mm. And although it can feel good in the moment, like we've seen in these stories, revenge nearly always makes you feel worse in the long run. Mm. Psychologists have actually found that revenge increases anger, and this is because of ruminations in your head. So ruminations are basically thoughts that go round Round and round, round and they snowball and they get bigger. Mm. And then so while plotting revenge, you allow these thoughts about how you were wrong to actually stay there for longer. Revenge feeds them, they get bigger, and then this makes the situation a lot harder to overcome because it's just this massive mountain in your head that you don't know how to climb. That is such a good way of putting it. So I was about to say to you, if you're actually picturing speech bubbles in your head and ruminating and they mm-hmm. grow and they grow and they grow, soon they're taking up so much space in your head. Absolutely. And then you can't even think about yourself or yeah. anything you like in life. And then kind of on this point, rumination can lead to or actually amplify obsessive thoughts. So obsessive thoughts are quite... Um, similar to ruminations, but obsessions can actually be really, really damaging because it just means it's all you can think about. Consuming. Yeah, it's like a hook, like Mm. a hook in your brain and you can't like get that coat off of it, right? Or if you're a fish, you can't get off it. Yeah. You're just being reeled in. Exactly, yeah. You're absolutely being reeled in by this negativity. Um, And... The thing is, we can't control our thoughts, but we can control our actions. So if we don't take revenge, then we let these thoughts simmer. They kind of pass us by, right? But if we continually act on these thoughts, they just we just get hooked like harder and harder. I don't know what that analogy is, but you know. But I get it. And I feel like that might be something we keep coming back to. Um, Like we can't control our thoughts, but we can control our actions. Yes. Huge one. Huge. And if you've ever been in therapy, that is something that they often tell you. And then 
as we've kind of touched on throughout these stories, getting revenge can also really mess with your sense of self. So this can even be on a super subconscious level. It's about how you feel about yourself, how much you like yourself. And these are huge really important pieces to like who you are and your identity so if you start seeing yourself as someone who can't be the bigger person and gives into petty shit like that's actually quite damaging for you in the long run how we act in a breakup is so important for our own self-esteem mm. and identity and it's actually an act of self-love not to act on these revengeful feelings which just bring it back like this is hard. This mm-hmm. is so hard to be able to recognize that you're wanting to get revenge and stop yourself. Even with the people that the the person that ghosted their ex or the yeah. person that left Polaroids, that in the moment it just would have felt right and it would have felt like they were doing it for them, yes, but for but themselves, but you're not you're still focusing your energy on that other person yeah, and it won't make you feel good. Yeah, that's that's a huge one. And it's really hard. Yeah, and kind of following on from that, revenge really puts energy into your ex, not you. And, you know, people often think that revenge will bring you a sense of closure and kind of begin that healing process during a breakup. But studies have really shown that that is not the case. When you look at the bigger picture of your life after a relationship, revenge sucks out all the energy that you could be putting into Mm. you, into the shit that you like doing, into making yourself a better person. And it puts it all into that other person, like all into the person that's no longer in your life. That's so true. It drains you and it showers them. (laughs) Absolutely. And then this can keep you stuck in bad feelings. So science shows that humans are creatures of habit and this includes behavioral patterns um, and also thought patterns. So like if we kind of habitually get stuck in this loop of revenge it can just become part of our nature which no one wants so is this the revenge cycle that you were talking about yeah so this is part of the revenge cycle and then another part of the revenge cycle is that studies show that the other person will usually read the revenge as too harsh for the Mm. crime so like the whole the punishment because they were cheated on the person that did the cheating will be like okay so i might have cheated but you you ghosting me and moving to sydney they'll be like that's "That's way way fucking worse so i'm gonna do something to get back at you again and then you're gonna read that as too harsh for your punishment and then this just gets bigger and bigger and nastier for 20 years they're watching each other's actions and like making digs at each other maybe and then absolutely and then literally wasting their life on this person that shouldn't mean anything to them anymore So this is all kind of why it's really harmful that revenge just does not help you in a breakup. Mm. And so now we're kind of going to go into how to own that feeling of revenge and what to do with it. Yeah, what to do with it and how to release it maybe. If, if you're the one wanting revenge, this is probably going to happen after a breakup, especially if someone's done something to you that you're like, fuck you, then listen to these points because they could be quite helpful. So the first one is to be honest with yourself about your feelings towards your partner. Like, it is okay to have feelings. They are there to give you important information on your life, people often try and avoid negative feelings. Like as soon as they come into the brain, we start judging ourselves. We start being like, we're a bad person for feeling this thing. Um, so let's just shut it off. Mm-hmm. And that isn't helpful because as actually like psychiatry specialists say, 
often it's not necessarily the emotion itself that's bad or toxic, but it's how one copes with it. So Mm. if you suppress these feelings, they usually grow, which isn't what you want, or they can manifest in really strange, unhealthy ways, which you don't want either. So we really need to start taking ownership of these feelings. And although that's really fucking hard to do, it's so important. I really like what you said there about like feelings are there. They are ingrained in us as humans to show us how to do things Mm -hmm. and to direct us and to show us what we don't want. And so sitting with them and and it's hard. I I find it hard to like sit in these feelings that are uncomfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. But the feelings are fine. The way you, what you do with them is what can sometimes not be fine, like, which is why we're here. We as humans have developed feelings for a reason. Yeah. They help us navigate our life. They're actually there for us to listen to. And so not judging ourselves for feeling yes. these things is it's your huge. Compass. It's yeah. your compass. Like you're not inherently bad yeah. for wanting revenge. That doesn't mean that you're no. a horrible person. Um, another tip is to wait until you're a little bit more calm. Yeah. And then so you can... Set yourself a timer, see, and three days, and then when it buzzes... Let it pass. See how you feel. Because feelings are like clouds. If you've ever used Headspace app, you will know this. Tell me. it's like, feelings are like clouds. They're in the sky, right? Sometimes it's stormy as fuck. Don't hold on to them. Let them pass. Mm. They're going to pass, and the sun's going to shine again. But if you kind of, like, focus in on that cloud, it's going to stay there. Like, it's going to... You'll be Eeyore. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll follow you around. Absolutely. And no one wants that. So... Just calm yourself down, take a little bit of have time. Have a cup of tea. Have a cup of tea, have a chat with a friend, yeah. and then just let that one pass. Also, really think about whether the revenge is actually valid. As we talked about at the start, emotions are so, so high when it comes to a breakup. We might be ultra sensitive to anything that, that our ex has done to us, and I know that I was definitely a culprit of this like every little thing they'd say every little thing that I'd hear they'd told someone else I would latch onto that it would be this huge deal in my head but it's like just take a moment to really think objectively and to be like is this revenge even valid like did they even do anything to me was there any chance of a misunderstanding was there any chance of some miscommunication this is if any of you out there can do this, which I hope you can after listening to this podcast, that is like high-level self-awareness to yeah. be able to sit in this and be like, no, I might have misread that and yeah. I owe them the benefit of the doubt Absolutely. There. Think about the part that you have played, right? Like Whoa. it takes two to tango. It takes two to have a breakup. Yes, you absolutely might have been done so Dirty, wrong by yep. this person. But often these things get lost in translation. So just take a moment. And then so the biggest piece of advice, I think, is to focus on your own life. And by focusing on you, that's not meaning focusing on the revenge you could get to make yourself feel good for like five minutes. Focus on the shit that actually makes you happy. Go for that wine night with the girls. Like book in a dinner, book in a massage. Yeah. What do they say? Painting. Living well is the best revenge. Absolutely. Like you looking after yourself in the best way you can. Yes. The best thing you can do if you are feeling those revengeful feelings. Yeah. If you fully can't do it for you, let that be the revenge, right? Yeah. Even if in that moment, like, you just don't give a shit about how well you're doing. You just want them to pay. Yeah. Like, just let this be the thing. And spend that money that you might have spent somehow getting revenge on them yeah. on something for you. 
Absolutely. There you go. Anything, anything. Anything for you. Just do it. Take a walk. Take a cute selfie and block them so it's not about them seeing it, right? <laughs> and then the most self-aware tip, I mean, this is pretty fucking hard, but practice radical acceptance that some people are just going to fuck you over. Some people are going to break your trust. That is life. Life isn't fair. People do shitty things. Do you know what I love about this podcast mm. is that I feel like we're almost giving beginner, intermediate, and then like advanced levels of getting through these own, yeah. of owning these revenge Like feelings. wherever you are at your point of the breakup or like, how far you are kind of with your emotional yeah. maturity maybe. It's like start here and then when you've nailed that one, move here. Mm-hmm. And then like if we can all get to the point where we can radically accept that some people are just going to break our trust and fuck us over. Iconic. I know, absolutely iconic. iconic. Imagine just being like, well, look, that just happens that sometimes. Just happens. And I'm going to move on with my life and I'm going to fucking succeed at everything I'm doing and I'm not going to waste time thinking about them. Because I'm really tearing up thinking about getting to that point of acceptance. Honestly, because realistically, if you think about it in a very logical sense, you've broken up with this person. They're not going to be in your life anymore. Why put... yes. That energy into them, like, it's literally just floating off into the stratosphere Yeah. at this point. Like, if you can just be like, shit happens, I'm going to move on. Try not to let this think that everyone's going to break your trust because that's not true. No. But it is true that some people will. Some people. That's a big point. That's actually a really good point. Don't take it too far that you don't trust anyone ever. (laughs) But, But accepting that some people will fuck you over is very that's like goat level fucking self-awareness yeah it really is so like if you can't get there today not a biggie something to work towards okay but then what if someone is trying to get revenge on you like what is yeah yeah this can be difficult because obviously we've talked about this revenge cycle we don't want to get stuck in it if someone's you know yeah being petty and doing shitty things it could be so easy to just like latch onto that and say hey like two can play at that game let's go but this can get pretty nasty pretty fast so if something really bad has happened to you like revenge porn right someone's trying to get revenge on you via revenge porn so NetSafe has some really, really good information for if an ex has uploaded an intimate recording to a porn site, um, they can actually help get this removed. Also contact the police. Um, they've been very responsive to revenge porn and have actually successfully prosecuted mm. under the Harm Digital Communications Act um, as revenge porn is very illegal in New Zealand. Yeah, we can't actually tangibly help you there but go to netsafe.org.nz and that is a good starting point and yeah Mm -hmm. get the police involved absolutely so back to if someone's kind of maybe trying to get some lower stake revenge on you give yourself some time to understand what's happening even this podcast like all of this information and kind of the psychology we've gone into why people might want revenge might give you a better understanding of how they are actually feeling Mm. um, which can give you some more insight and maybe feel a little bit more control over the situation like oh they are wanting revenge on me because of a b and c what lucy and i have already talked about and you can kind of i don't know bring a little bit more empathy to the situation and compassion and therefore 
maybe not want to retaliate as much. Another good one is to go through the facts. Sit down with a friend, like write a list, get it straight in your head of what has actually happened so that their version of events, which might be quite twisted at this point, Mm -hmm. um, so they don't change how you think about yourself or how you view the relationship or the breakup. Yeah, remember what actually happened in the breakup and during the relationship and just try not to let them make you think it was worse or better or gaslight you into thinking that you were crazy or they were or whatever. Absolutely, because they're at an all-time emotional high right now. Things will be warped Mm -hmm. somewhat, maybe in both of your heads, and maybe those versions don't align. It doesn't necessarily mean that one person's lying, Mm -hmm. um, but it can mean that you're just not really seeing eye-to-eye on this situation and you may not kind of know why they would want revenge because what happened maybe you think wasn't that bad Mm -hmm. but that's a really good thing to do so protect yourself is another really important thing as we've talked about revenge can really escalate quite quickly Mm. um so what's quite good is to shrink the relationship with your ex to the size that feels safe so if you can maybe cut it off altogether Mm -hmm. if that's not possible for whatever reason just try and you know let it be as minimal as possible. The contact that you need to have, say you have a dog together or whatever, yeah. just like put real boundaries in place to not let that negativity into your life. Mm-hmm. Get support. Always. Always. We're going to reiterate this so many times in this podcast, but get support from your friends, your family, a therapist. Even send someone going through it, this podcast or, mm-hmm. or something. But I feel like listening to this and then passing it on is like an act of looking up to yourself and Absolutely. an act of trying to own these feelings or like get through this. Yeah. And there's a lot of like online counseling services yeah. if you can't afford a therapist, which is so, so understandable. So in whatever way, try and get a team around you. Um, and then again, focus on your life as much as possible, not on them trying to yeah. get revenge on you, even though I can see how easy it would be to get sucked into like fixating on that. Again, this is someone that you've broken up with. They're not going to be part of your life anymore or much longer let that kind of float away. Wow, it's that it's that it's that radical self-awareness mm-hmm. and, and acceptance of of everything going on around you that is like where we all want to get to. And it's beautiful in terms of a breakup. It really gives you an opportunity to grow as a person like to an extent because you have to you have to go through these feelings and work your way through them and hopefully through that you learn some tools that actually help you along other aspects of your life so I know that it's really really not what you want to hear right now but it will give you so many tools in your toolkit that you didn't even realize you needed and Liv and I are like we said at the start excited feels like a weird word to use but we are really ready to continue this series continue this season of the podcast and like personally I have liked learning Mm. about how to deal with some of these emotions because like my emotions run fucking high all the time and me too learning how to deal with them and and you know healthy ways to look at myself instead of just looking at everyone around me and what they've done to me I think will be a great tool for it's very centering and very humbling and i think we can all learn a lot from the information that we've found throughout researching (laughs) for this episode 
So Own the Feels wouldn't be possible without Love Better and everyone who gave us their stories to bring these podcasts to life. But if you are going through a breakup and you need more advice or just someone to talk to, Youthline New Zealand has actually set up a dedicated and free Love Better helpline. All you need to do is email lovebetter at youthline.co.nz or text lovebetter to 234. All of this will be in the show notes, but I think it's amazing that we have like dedicated places to go purely for breakups and, and use them. It's what I needed fucking seven years ago. 100%. It's it's a blessing. It's, it's amazing that they're doing that. And we will see you next week to talk about jealousy. Oh, the green-eyed monster. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about it. See you then, team. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.